Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Laurel's Legacies, a podcast about Laurel County, Kentucky's history, highlighting its people, places, and events. Presented by the Laurel County History Museum and Genealogy Center in London, Kentucky. I'm your host, Dana Estridge, a former journalist turned historian with a passion for local history. As you know, February is Black History Month, and this month I'm spotlighting some of Laurel County's African-American legacies. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about Ada Brown Withrow, who served first as a teacher and then as principal of the African-American High School in London, Laurel County, from 1927 to 1930. Miss Withrow was only in Laurel County for a short time, but I believe Laurel County played a large part in her success throughout the remainder of her life. I'll explain more about that a little later. But first, let's take a look at her early life. Ada Brown Withrow was born on June 16, 1908, in Lexington, Kentucky, the daughter of Jesse Holliday Withrow and Charles H. Withrow, who married in 1907. Ada was an only child. Her father, Charles, was born in May 1880, the youngest of three children born to Henry and Fanny Crawford Withrow. Charles had a brother, Andrew, who was born in September 1874, and a sister, Nanny, born in December 1887. After Charles and Jesse married, the newlyweds, along with Jesse's mother, Nanny Mosby Holliday, and Jesse's two brothers, Kemp and Houston, all lived together in Lexington. Nanny was divorced from her husband, Willis Holliday, in 1901 on grounds of abandonment and non-support. I wasn't able to find any other information about her divorce, but after it was final, Nanny identified herself as a widow, which wasn't unusual. Many divorced women said that they were widows to avoid the stigma of divorce, which was much less common in the early 1900s than it is today. Ada's father, Charles, was employed as a paper hanger, a professional who applied wallpaper to interior walls. Wallpaper has gone in and out of fashion since the 1930s, but it was very popular in the late 1800s and early 1900s, and Charles probably had a steady job. Charles was also a member of the Bluegrass Lodge Knights of Pythias of North America. The Knights of Pythias, which is still active today, is a fraternal organization and secret society founded in Washington, D.C. in 1864, and which proclaims the ideals of loyalty, honor, and friendship. However, membership in the organization was restricted to whites only. African Americans were excluded. So they formed their own organization, the Knights of Pythias of North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, and Australia. Charles was also a member of St. Paul's African Methodist Episcopal Church in Lexington. Unfortunately, on June 17, 1917, Charles was confined to Eastern State Hospital in Lexington with paresis, a condition of muscular weakness caused by nerve damage or disease resulting in partial paralysis. He died the following year on April 19, 1918, less than two months before Ada's 10th birthday. He was only 38 years old. After Charles's death, Ada, Jesse, Nanny, Kemp, and Houston continued living together in Lexington. Ada excelled in her schoolwork. 
In September 1922, she was listed on the 10th grade honor roll at Russell School in Lexington. In 1925, Ada graduated from Dunbar High School in Lexington and went on to graduate from the Normal Department of Kentucky State Industrial College at Frankfort in 1927, a college for African Americans. That college is known today as Kentucky State University. You may recall that some of the Yokely brothers from Laurel County graduated from that school. You may also remember that the Kentucky legislature passed the Day Law in 1904, which prohibited education of African Americans and white students together. The law remained in effect until the 1950s, so all the schools across the state were segregated when Ada was pursuing her education. A normal school, or in this case, the normal department of Kentucky State Industrial College, was a learning institution created to train teachers in curriculum and methods and practices of teaching. In the fall semester of the 1927-28 school year, Ada started teaching at the African American High School at London in Laurel County. She was only 19, and the Laurel County School was her first teaching position. And while her obituary declared that her first teaching experience was as a principal of the school, that's not entirely accurate. A 19-year-old, fresh out of college with no real-world teaching experience, being hired as principal of a high school? Even for an African-American high school, which was undoubtedly a lower priority for a high-quality education in those days, it seems far-fetched, even for the 1920s. It's more likely that Professor Lee Briscoe Jett was the principal in 1927. A notice by Laurel County School Superintendent L.B. Hammock in the July 28, 1927 issue of the Sentinel Echo announced that the African American High School at London would open a week later than originally planned at the request of Professor Jett so some work could be done on the school building before classes began. Only three teachers were listed for that school for the 1927-28 school year, Professor Lee B. Jett, Mrs. Lee B. Jett, and Miss Ada B. Withrow. Professor Jett's salary for the year was $932.80. Mrs. Jett's salary was $702.80, and Ada Withrow's salary was only $662.20. Because Professor Jett was the highest paid teacher at the school, it makes sense that he was the principal and Ada Withrow was only a teacher. Couple that with an announcement in the December 29, 1927 Lexington Herald newspaper that read, quote, Miss Ada B. Withrow, who is teaching at London, Kentucky, is spending the holidays with her mother, Mrs. Jessie Withrow, end quote. If Ada was actually the principal, the article would have said she was the principal, not that she was only a teacher. However, by the 1928-29 school year, only her second year of teaching, Ada had been promoted to principal. An article in the April 19, 1929 issue of the Lexington Leader newspaper identifies Miss Ada Withrow as principal of London's African American High School and says that the school closed a successful year the previous Friday night with an audience of more than 800 attending the closing exercises. So while her first job was not that of principal, she did serve as principal of the first school where she taught. I didn't find out when and why the Jets left the school. 
or why the Board of Education cut back the number of teachers to only two for the 1929-1930 school year. But it was the beginning of the Great Depression, so finances likely played a part in both decisions. Whether or not finances played a part in Ada's decision to leave Laurel County after the 1929-1930 school year is unknown. Ada could have made the decision to return to Lexington to be with her mother, Jessie, because Jessie's mother, Nanny Halliday, died in 1929. Whatever the reason, by the 1930 fall semester, Ada was teaching sixth grade at Constitution Elementary School in Lexington, a post she held through June 1940. After she returned to Lexington, Ada began participating in community activities there. One of her favorite activities was serving as a member of the Silvertone Choral Society, which was founded in 1929. She sang soprano and also performed as accompanist on the piano, for which she earned high praise. The Silvertone Choral Society, whose slogan was, Music That Thrills, was quite popular among Lexington's music lovers. The society was composed of all young African-American women, and the group sometimes performed in tandem with other musical groups, such as the Lexington Jubilee Singers and the Det A Cappella Society. They mostly performed classical and spiritual renditions. Ada also played the organ, but not for the Silvertones. She was a member of the First Baptist Church in Lexington, where she served as organist and Sunday school teacher for many years. While teaching at Constitution Elementary from 1930 to 1940, Ada did graduate work at the University of Cincinnati during the summer terms and almost completed the requirements to earn her master's degree. But in September 1940, Ada was appointed as principal of George Washington Carver Elementary School in Lexington, and her new responsibilities took priority over continuing her education. The WPA built George Washington Carver Elementary School in the early 1930s as part of the New Deal to help the country recover from the Great Depression. The WPA also built several schools in Laurel County, but that's a subject for another episode. George Washington Carver Elementary had 10 classrooms for students from kindergarten through seventh grade, along with an auditorium, a cafeteria, a small library, and a principal's office. The school opened in 1934 and served students until 1974. Ada served as principal of George Washington Carver Elementary School from 1940 until 1945, when she was hired as principal at Constitution School, where she had taught sixth grade after she left Laurel County. But even with her responsibilities as principal, Ada was heavily involved in community affairs. In October 1941, Ada participated in a panel discussion on education and religion at the Phyllis Wheatley YWCA, which was founded in 1919 with a vision to create a YWCA specifically for African-American girls. In December 1941, Ada made a donation to the African-American Division of the War Fund Campaign of the American Red Cross. And that wasn't the end of her wartime efforts. In October 1943, she was among the volunteers who helped issue ration books at her school, and in May 1944, she was named to head a committee to assist the Fayette County War Price and Ration Board. The board was established during World War II to regulate the distribution of scarce resources during the war. Its primary objectives were to ensure fair pricing, prevent hoarding, and allocate goods such as 
food, fuel, and textiles. The board implemented rationing to manage the limited supply of goods. Ration coupons were issued to individuals, allowing them to purchase specific quantities of essential items. Citizens had to present those coupons when buying goods like sugar, meat, gasoline, and clothing. Hmm, sounds like something we could have used in 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic hoarding and shortages. But I digress, sorry. Ada was also involved in the Girl Scouts. In 1947, she was named to a committee charged with the development of Girl Scouting among African-American girls. And in 1949, she was named to the executive board of the Lexington Girl Scout Council to represent the entire African-American division. She was also a member of the Lexington Teachers Association, and in September 1948, she was elected to serve as president. In the summer of 1950, Ada was elected to membership in the Cincinnati chapter of Kappa Delta Pi, an international honor society for educators that promotes scholarship, leadership, and service. Her certificate of enrollment showed her to be one of the first African-American members of the Cincinnati chapter. But by the mid-1940s, Ada's health was beginning to fail. In January 1944, she was ill for several weeks and unable to be at school. Again, in November 1945, she was forced to stay home for some time due to illness. On December 31, 1950, Ada was admitted to St. Joseph Hospital in Lexington, suffering from lung problems. Unfortunately, she would not recover. Ada Withrow died on January 9, 1951, from a pulmonary infarction which occurs when a section of lung tissue dies because its blood supply has become blocked. The condition was caused by thrombophlebitis, an inflammatory process that caused a blood clot to form in one of her veins and slowed down the blood supply to her lung tissue. She was only 42 years old. Ada was survived by her mother, Jessie Holliday Withrow, two uncles, Kemp Holliday of Chicago and Houston Holliday of Cincinnati, and an aunt, Mrs. Nanny Washington of Lexington. Ada never married or had children of her own, though she certainly served as a mother figure to numerous schoolchildren under her care. Her obituary called her a prominent educator, a veteran teacher, a fine principal, and said her death was marked as a regrettable loss by the members of the Lexington Board of Education. They should have thanked the Laurel County Board of Education for giving Ada her teaching foundation at London's High School for African American Children. Without her first years as a teacher here, who knows if she would have become a prominent educator and fine principal that she became. She probably would have, but I think Laurel County should get at least some of the credit for her success. But maybe that's just me having hometown pride. Anyway, Ada's mother, Jessie Holliday Withrow, outlived her daughter by nearly two decades. Jessie died on January 5, 1968, after a long illness. She was survived by one of her brothers, Kemp Holliday of Chicago, and three cousins, William P. Coleman of New York and Richard and John Withrow of Lexington. Now, this episode isn't meant to be about all African-American teachers in Laurel County in the first half of the 20th century. But I found the names of several other African-Americans who taught in the London schools up to the mid-1950s, and I wanted to share them with you at the end of this episode. 
Now, I haven't done research on any of these people except for the Yokely brothers, so I don't know if they were from Laurel County or if they just taught here. Anyway, the names I found were Mildred Bradshaw, Lorraine Dixon, Nancy Bush Floyd, Alice Floyd, Willene Gibson Floyd, Stephen Griffin, Mrs. Ann Barry McKee, George Park, Daisy Martin Phillips, Margaret Philpott, Frank A. Smith, Emily Smith, Sherman Shelton, Emily S. Williams, Cloyd Yokely, Orange Yokely, and Ratha Yokely. Now, I want to say that I have not done extensive research to try and find all the African-American teachers in Laurel County up to the mid-1950s. These were just the names I came across while researching Ada Withrow. There are probably a lot of other names that didn't turn up in my research, so I probably missed several. If time and resources permit, I may try and find out more about some of these teachers in the future episodes, maybe for next year's Black History Month. I guess we'll wait and see. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week and for Black History Month. Next month's episodes will focus on Laurel County women in celebration of Women's History Month, so I hope you'll tune in for those episodes. As you probably know, I'm very interested in women's history, so I'm really looking forward to the next four episodes. And just in case you're wondering, yes, I will be focusing on women who I did not cover in my previous podcast, Remembering Kentucky Women. So I hope you'll join me for a closer look at some of Laurel County's outstanding women from the past. Well, I hope you've enjoyed learning more about Laurel County's past through these episodes. If you are, please tell your friends about this podcast presented by the Laurel County History Museum and Genealogy Center at Heritage Hills off Tom Jensen Highway in London. The museum is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to acquire and preserve historical documents and artifacts related to the rich history of Laurel County and southeastern Kentucky. You can get directions to the Museum and Genealogy Center on their website at laurelcokyhistorymuseum.org or call 606-862-1693. They're open 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday and Thursday and by appointment. Until next week, I'm your host, Dana Estridge. Thanks for stopping by.